0: Welcome to the podcast series, Interest Rates with Mates, with Colin, Todd and Sean. Welcome everyone, episode 8, Interest Rates with Mates, uh, a good one today. Self-employed. Self-employed.
1: <laughs> we love self-employed. We do. <laughs>
0: uh Thanks for joining everyone. So we, today we're going to be covering off self-employed and it's uh, people get nervous when uh, they are self-employed just because there is so much that goes on behind the background in terms of validating tax returns, financials and obviously the way that the income has flowed through those different entities. So we're going to be discussing what that looks like from a bank's point of view and our point of view as well. So I guess what... Banks look for when they read tax returns. One of the big one is net profit. So, how much uh, your income is versus expenses, and what the, your taxable income has generated for that year. Uh, they're also looking at if there's been any downturn potentially in those two years, because most banks require two years validation and any addbacks. So, addbacks can be make a huge difference to your application.
1: Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, addbacks are. Um... Uh, well, let, um, Todd, do you want to yeah, give an update on, yeah, of ad, um, on what it means
2: and just about net profit as well. Like that's <laughs> that's the key. It's not about turnover; it's about what's left over after all the expenses and everything are well, taken I like, out. I, I like that. I like that. One. Yeah. <laughs> that I, like, I get a lot of clients actually bring that up. Though. They like the first thing when you're asking them on the phone, more so in that initial uh, phone call. Um, they always mention their turnover and it's like, well, that's the turnover is irrelevant because mm. it's about what's left over after all your expenses. Absolutely. Like,
1: yeah. yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: So, um, obviously as Sean said, net profit, um, is, uh, is a big one, but also there's lots of in the financial statements, there'll be, there'll be lots of expenses that we can actually add back, um, as, as a profit. So, or as income. So, um, depreciation and interest are the two biggest ones. Um, especially over the last few years with the instant asset write-off. So where you could buy a vehicle or buy assets for the business, um, and then write off a hundred percent of that, the cost of that asset, um, in that financial year. So, um, whilst, the taxable income may look a little bit low on the notice of assessment you know that there could be some decent add backs in those financial statements that we can sort of add back increase the income and therefore increase borrowing capacity um, and every lender is slightly different so it is about us leveraging you know correct policies at the banks um, but yeah depreciation interest and then obviously just certain other non recurring expenses
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, with the immediate asset write-off as well, like um, say if a customer bought a a motor vehicle for $30,000, you'll generally see it as an immediate asset Mm. write-off in the expenses, which that $30,000 being a non-recurring expense as well generally gets added back with most lenders Mm. uh, to their taxable income. So if they've had a taxable income or a net profit, like Sean was saying, of $20,000 for the year, plus then we add that $30,000 back, it's now $50,000 yeah. of income that yeah. we can use uh, in servicing. Uh, and most lenders will allow us to use or add back those non-recurring uh, expenses. Um, and I think it's important to, to note um, for self-employed, there are different um, sort of vehicles, I suppose, that, um, uh, that self-employed people will be set up with, uh, and that can be sole trader, a sole trader is really just an individual running a running a business that could have uh, staff, um, you know, that, that mightn't have staff, um, but pretty much it's a personal tax return. You might get uh, some financial statements like a profit and loss and a balance sheet uh, on the side, um, but pretty much we're looking for a personal tax return. You've then got um, uh, an entities, uh, so like a PTY or TD or a company, uh, and then you've got trusts as well. Uh, so depending on, on how uh, complex Uh, the structure is for a self-employed person. We'll generally need um, the full suite of tax returns um, because the banks want to verify income uh, through each of those uh, entities. Um, So generally speaking, last two years of um, financial statements, which includes profit and loss, um, it includes uh, your balance sheet, it also includes uh, your tax returns. We also need to see notice of assessments. Um, And the notice of assessments are what the uh, tax office Uh, basically sends back to a customer once they lodge their tax returns and that confirms the taxable income uh, and and obviously any tax payable or any um, tax refunds uh, that are due uh, and that's how the banks base their assessment on. So we've said two years financials. So let's just quickly break it down.
0: So let's say 2021 customer had about 130 from the business and then 2022 they only had 110. Yep. What does that look like in terms of income that can be used?
1: Yeah, so um, so averaging. So generally speaking, the banks will use the the lower of the two years. Yes. Okay, so now obviously the the most recent year is lower than the year prior to, uh, they'll use the lower yep. uh, of the year because obviously it's had a bit of a downturn. Um, again, every bank's different. So, uh, and we'll touch on that in a second as well. But um, say in the opposite. Um, to that scenario where they've had $110,000 the year before and then $130,000, the banks will then either use uh, the average of the two years, uh, or they'll use um, the most recent financial years as well. So, uh, and again, every bank's different. So, um, you know, some banks want to fully verify through tax returns what the taxable income is that they can use in in a servicing bureau or borrowing capacity calculator. Um, and I think it's important to highlight maybe the simple income verification. Uh, process as well, because a lot of lenders uh, over the last sort of 12 to 18 months have gone away from needing full tax returns. So, for a, uh, for a person who's employed through their own company and they pay themselves through a, a PAYG um, process, so through pay slips, for example, um, generally that, that wage that they're paying themselves will sit above the net profit. So it'll sit actually in the uh, in the profit and loss as an expense or a wage. Um, so then we can use that that wage that they pay themselves uh, as long as the um, the business is still profitable at the end of the year, and as long as the accountant can obviously confirm that that business is trading profitably and will continue to pay that wage to that particular employee, being the uh, customer, but being the owner of the business the, or the director. Um, and then we treat that uh, that self employed person now as a POYG customer, just like any other employee in that business. Um, we then eliminate all the business debts and I think I haven't touched on that just yet but business debts is another big thing as mm, well because if definitely. you've got a um, say a transport business uh, who's got um, obviously a lot of trucks and motor vehicles and, um, uh, and obviously on the back of that a lot of debt um, banks want to expense that debt um, when I say banks most banks want to expense that mm-hmm. debt which then can be Um, a negative servicing position in terms of what they want to try and borrow. Now they can't borrow what they want to borrow. Um, Where if we're doing the simple income verification process, like I mentioned, with pay slips, the banks will now eliminate any business debt above the uh, the net profit um, uh, and on the balance sheet. And now we're focusing just on personal debt. And if they've got no personal debt, well, then now they're – you know assuming they're on a $100,000 salary within their business with no personal debt – $100,000 is the income that we can use without supplying any financial statements, tax returns, just the pay slips. That's it. Um, So I think that's really important for listeners. If you are self-employed, there are many different processes um, and the banks are jumping on board more and more uh, through the course of the year as well, where there's more opportunity now for self-employed borrowers to um, be assessed completely differently to how they might've been assessed before COVID or even through COVID.
2: Yeah. I think the most important thing for the listeners is um, just understanding that credit policy change like can vary so greatly from one lender to another like certain lenders on our panel don't even accept self-employed applicants whereas you know some are happy to take the pay slips and and treat them as payg others are happy to just look at the latest year in isolation so the latest financial year um you know ignore business debts um yeah just that that policy the policies can change so greatly from one lender to another so um you know we get, how many, like we get clients all the time that have been to their bank, have been told no or yep. have been given a really low borrowing capacity figure um, and they come to us and we explain that, yep, but you've got these other four or five lenders that are more than happy to take one year in isolation, ignore business debts or do this and this and um, all of a sudden, you know, we've given them the green light and got them approved.
1: Yeah, and I think um, just quickly on that too, there's another lender that's just recently introduced um, the notice of assessments for the last two years. So no pay slips, Mm. no tax returns, just the notice of assessments. And if you've gone from... Um, say, like Sean said a second ago, a lower year, uh, maybe to a higher year, they'll take the average of the two years um, if it's gone up by more than uh, 20% uh, in uh, in taxable income. And again, there's no business debt expense. So I think that's really important, yeah. again, is that if you've, had, if you've got a really good business, but you've got a lot of expenses in that business that most banks will want to include in the servicing calculator, which can have a detriment to the outcome in terms of what you can borrow, then, um, then you know, we can discuss as experts, obviously those different lenders that now have avenues for self-employed people where we don't have to expense that, that business commitments and we can just focus purely on the income that you're actually really earning um, after all expenses. Yeah, definitely.
0: And we've got the lenders that do one year in isolation, but we've also got lenders that still need the full tax returns hypothetically. But they, you know, if we provide them the two latest BAS statements and we can show that they're projected to earn more income, they're happy to use the one year in isolation. Yeah, great Because Because they, yeah. they can see that growth in the business. Obviously, after COVID as well, people start to recuperate mm. and get back on their feet. Yep. So that's really important as well.
1: Um, yeah, 100%. We've got, um, I mean, I can think about it, two or three at the moment that we've got uh, moving through the system with different you know, varying banks at the moment where we're just using the 2022 tax returns uh, and the BAS to show turnover for the current financial year is on track for more than, uh, than the last year. Yeah, definitely. Um, and on that too, like any clients who are you know
2: meeting with their accountant, and starting to prepare their draft financials, um, yeah, we're more than happy. We quite often work with self-employed clients who are sort of planning that next home um, to sort of, yeah, to review those financials, give them an idea of how they look now. And then if required, if possible, a lot of the times the, the accountant can tweak a few things um, and and potentially get um, the client's borrowing capacity where it needs to be um, so yeah we're more than happy to, to look at drafts work with clients and their accountants to um, yeah just confirm how that borrowing capacity looks and yeah.
0: there's still a couple of lenders that will still accept notice of assessments for 20 21. 21. 21. Yep. yeah absolutely so you've got a little, limited time left to be able to use those
1: financials, yep, but there's still a couple of lenders that you can do so. Absolutely, um, and you know, I think just in, in closing too, I think it's really important, um, you know, through that simple income verification process. Um, I mean, I've seen scenarios where you know some self-employed customers that are doing this, yeah, uh, you know, pay slips, you know, for example, can borrow three, four hundred thousand, maybe even more than if they were showing full financials just because of the change of policies. Mm. So I think it's really important for self-employed listeners to uh, just be across that because what they might be told somewhere else mightn't be 100% correct. Yeah. Mm, definitely.
0: So please call us if you've got any questions regarding self-employed. Obviously, it is a bit of a tricky subject in terms of understanding what income you can and can't use. That's what we're here for and, the, and we'll explain the process of what income is needed
1: to get you over the line. Absolutely. Um, and I think you know for, for listeners, I mean, look, 70 or 80% of our customers uh, so far this financial year, um, are, are self-employed, um, so we're well equipped to uh, we to are. speak to self-employed customers. Definitely, great episode.
0: Thanks, team. Uh, we'll see you next week for the next episode. Looking forward to it. Thank see you, you. then.